0: Every time that we can do this I think we're the better for it I really do <clears throat> as we see the day approaching and as the church is under severe chastisement and rebuke even though some want to act like Everything is all right when it is not. But I hope that you've had a great morning as I have. I'm in the process of emptying the nest as they call it. And uh, I feel Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Can you hear me very clearly? Okay. Make sure make sure that is covered, okay? Make sure that's covered. For those of you who did not hear me I said that every time we can do this I believe that we're the better for it and I hope that you have had a great morning as I have by the grace of God uh, I'm in the process with seven children of emptying the nest and uh, my oldest daughter Dani, who God has blessed tremendously, is helping with that transition and it was good to talk with her this morning And so, uh, make sure you continue to keep us in prayer, keep all of my children in prayer, as they're moving on up in life. And uh, when you raise your children uh, by the grace of God and according to the Word of God, and you genuinely love them the way you should, there's no feelings of sadness or guilt for me. However, in our family, uh, there is for my wife, Marika White. Because, see, in parenting, you have to leave it all on the field. It's got to be real. The champions of life are those who leave it all on the field. They let it rip and whatever it takes to make it happen and to make it work is what parents must do. The father and the mother, it takes two to do it. However, a father can do it by himself and I am living proof. And uh, I thank the Lord for the privilege of raising my children. I thank the Lord for the joy and privilege uh, it has been to serve the Lord with my children. In spite of the devil, in spite of uh, even my wife being Uh, used by the devil to try to hinder the ministry. And and some of you people wish everything was perfect. Some of you sweet charismatics, you sweet evangelicals, you sweet Baptists and Methodists. You want your Christian life to be so perfect and wonderful. (laughs) And you lie and you're the Adams family at the house and you're the Brady Bunch. Uh, at church, and you lie, and you write these little happy books that don't mean anything. friend of mine, you're in spiritual warfare. You need to stop kidding yourself. Uh, You're in spiritual warfare. Man, this is a battle. And there's a battle for the home, first and foremost. And let me just tell the truth to you. Most people have lost that battle in the church there's a battle in the church and most Christians and pastors and pastors wives have, wives have lost that battle. Thank God for the remnant. Thank God for the 7,000. Thank God for the faithful few. Now, that, now he's a very nice man but let me tell you something about Dr. Tony Evans. He can care less about the crowd. If the crowd comes Praise the Lord, but he's not going to be going through a whole bunch of changes to get a crowd And he's not going to change his preaching to get a crowd. He's very content praying with and preaching to The faithful few The remnant The people who are down for God <laughs> Oh, The mega church is dying my friends. Mm-hmm Even the church growth sites are lifting up the small church again. The church in the (laughs) veil. There's a hymn written about that. Did you know that? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. So, anyway... Uh, preach the word in season, out of season. Whoever's in the crowd. Do you know you, you, listen to me, you will have your greatest services with a smaller crowd. The real saints of God. And by the way, God is the one who gives you the great services. So give Him the thanks and the praise and the glory. Ah, God is the one who gives great services, not your little. Plans, your little uh, programs that you can do without Jesus and without the Holy Spirit. People do not get me started today. And, uh, and so, uh, give God the praise. And you preach the word of God. regardless of how big the crowd is. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and I have some, And I thank God I have some foes in the family. Oh, they think they're fighting against me for other reasons, but I know why. The devil is a lie. And uh, the devil is behind it all. There are people in this world who hate for me to don this pulpit, to get behind this sacred desk. This standing between the living and the dead. Service has grown over the years. We deal with everything in this service. It was designed by God to do that. I know they teach us in seminary just focus on one thing. sometimes the situation is so bad that you got you have to focus on several things <laughs> at the same time. You can't do the little cute seminary training okay you got to fight and and sleep uh, and be ready to uh, use your sword all at the same time while Sandballad and Tobias are picking at you and talking about, come down and talk to us. And we have to say, uh, I'm doing a great work and I can't come down, Sandballad and Tobias. Uh, beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 557, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading 1 Kings chapter 4, verses 30 through 34. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, help all of us to pray what we mean and mean what we pray. And Holy Father God, I cannot thank you for this magnificent morning that you have given to me and my daughter Daniqua, my son Daniel Ezekiel, my daughter Danielle. Lord, I cannot... Uh, Get over what my son Daniel Ezekiel has done for you and for me. I cannot get over what my daughter Danica did for you and for her sister. I cannot get over what my baby daughter did for you and for me. Now Lord, help me. And Lord, I cannot get over what you have done to my oldest daughter, Nanny. Lord, you've blessed her tremendously. Tremendously. And my second oldest daughter, Danita. My son, Daniel, who came through big time this past week. As always. And, uh, uh, even my daughter, Danae. Uh, and, uh... So, Lord, thank you for the seven children you have blessed me with, with my wife and all of my offspring, uh, Duran, Danielle, and Kwasia. Uh, Lord, uh, save all of my family, especially my wife, Marika White. She still does not understand that for her to be consistent and faithful and consistently obedient and a true helpmeet, consistently and a blessing not only in church not only while we're around other people but uh, behind the scenes and this is I, I guess Lord this is the reason why you had me and gave me the liberty to pray about this out loud publicly as I have been doing behind the scenes Uh, because Jamaican pride is a hard nut nut to crack. And uh, I've seen many Jamaican pastors ruined by their proud, arrogant, stubborn, witchcraft, practicing wives. It is a demonic spirit of Pharaohistic pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness, and witchcraft. Uh, which breeds other sins, such as lying and stealing and uh, uh, and so forth. And Holy Father, God, I, as you know, Lord, and as I have told you and others, my greatest fear for my children is not fornication or adultery or anything like that. Uh, I hoped. Uh, to you that they would never do anything like that and that they would practice their Christianity. I had the privilege of leading them to you. And they have always throughout their lives have shown me a level of purity and holiness that uh, is rare. But they are not angels. So they could do those things. But the greatest fear I have for my daughter Danny, my son Daniel, my daughter Danita, my daughter Danae, my daughter Daniqua, my son Daniel Ezekiel, and my daughter Danielle is that pharistic uh, style, deadly uh, Jamaican style pride, stubbornness, which goes hand in hand with it, rebelliousness. I've seen it in my mother-in-law and my aunts. Other people have seen it in uh, my wife's aunt, Cynthia, one of the nicest men in the world. I never referred to her as Lady Macbeth, but he did, Sammy Madison. And it's a a real problem. And I've seen it in the lives of others. Uh, I've seen many Jamaican marriages just bust up totally kaput. Because of this, on both sides, it is a demonic spirit unique uh, to certain groups of people around the world. Very feisty. And uh, uh, on the flip side of that, they are hard workers and they get the job done and, and so forth. And, and they have other good traits and so we thank the Lord for that. Uh, and, but Lord, we pray that they will humble down, come to know you as Savior and understand that it's all about you living in them and through them and it's not about them working. Uh, in the church uh, working in the ministry in their own flesh and in their own energy and then they turn it off and they're ready to fight and speak and cuss in Patwa uh, right at the church and so Holy Father God uh, you allow us as preachers to suffer these things and uh, Uh, and you allow these things in our lives, and if we're real about it and we're transparent about it, Lord, it helps other people to loosen up and look at themselves and uh, see how pride is holding them back. It helps them to examine themselves to see whether or not they be in the faith. If you, uh, as you know, Lord, the preachers that you've used, in my life, the most have been those who have been transparent about their, their own problems uh, and their own issues. It somehow makes the Bible even come alive because it's a reality. My greatest enemies are not outside of my family, but in my family, as you predicted and as you said. Uh, I'm only dishonored uh, in my family, not outside of my family. As you have said, a prophet is not without honor, saving his own family. And that's just uh, the nature of the beast. And so, Lord, help preachers and pastors. They get very discouraged about this because they want to be liked by everybody, especially their family. They want to go to the family reunion and be liked and respected and so forth. But if they take certain stands, then they are not going to be liked they're not going to fit in, and so in my opinion, they don't even need to go. And uh, the last thing on earth I want to do is sit down with uh, sniping, uh, auguring, and argumentative family members who, who are loaded for bear to fight against you because you stand against the abomination of homosexuality. And you stand against other things that they are for, and they are guilty of, and so that makes them snipe even louder. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, thank you for this magnific- magnificently beautiful day, and thank you for granting us a blessed trip, smooth as ice, and uh, thank you for protecting us and giving us, as the old saints used to pray, traveling mercies. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, save those who are lost, revive those of us who are saved, and for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, faults, and failures. Create within us a pure heart and a right spirit and a right attitude and a right mentality. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife, Marika White, and uh, others in our family who have that problem. And Lord, uh, I pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, from our family and all other families that name the name of Christ. And give us all sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And help us not to be distracted by evil people and evil things, because there's no peace in it, there's no contentment in it, there's no fruit in it, it's nothing but the vanity of the world, and you're left feeling empty, curled up in a fetal position, depressed, defeated, sad, and mad at other people who have done nothing but try to help you. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Uh, Lord, from our family, from this ministry, and all other families that name the name of Christ, and all other ministries that name the name of Christ. Give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. I thank you, Lord, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. And, Lord, I thank you for a great afterglow last night. I thank you for how you took over and blessed the afterglow and the aftertrip. And uh, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, order our steps and direct our ways, each and every one of us. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver each and every one of us today from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help us all who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and to repent of our sins, and to get back to you our first love you lord jesus christ we pray for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved for the healing of the sick for the comfort of the grieving lord uh, in this country around the globe in our communities in our churches in our families and in our own personal lives and holy father god Cast the devil and the demons of hell out of people who claim to be Christians. And Lord, draw them to yourself and crucify their flesh and fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, across the board. And Lord, we pray that today you will help us to truly confess our sins as believers and repent of our sins and turn from our evil ways. And uh, then, Lord, deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our uh, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would deliver us all in our families and in our churches and in our ministries, all Christian families, the name, the name of Christ. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems and troubles and difficulties that we're facing each and every one of us, and Holy Father God, we pray, (coughs) Lord, that you deliver millions and millions from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utility crisis, as it has been reported in the news that everybody should stock up, because there will be a worldwide famine. For the first time in a long, long time. Uh, We've heard about famines in Africa and uh, Cambodia and other places, but never like that in America. But something is going awry, as Miss Yellen says that inflation is going to climb to unacceptable heights and we see that like we've never seen it before in our lifetime and uh, at least most of our lifetime so I do pray that you will help us to prepare and uh, Lord we know that you're able to take care of your own and we also pray that you will take care of others And Holy Father God, we know you will. We also pray uh, that you would protect our family and all other families that name the name of Christ and all others from ourselves, from our flesh, from the devil and from the demons of hell and from our own self-deception, our own blindness to our situation. Help us all to examine ourselves and see whether or not we be in the faith. And, Lord, we pray that you will protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world, and the, from the demons of hell. And, Lord, place upon us the whole arm of God today. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire what a day it has already been and Lord I thank you for what you have done and for what you're doing. Lift up your holy name, lift up your holy son the Lord Jesus Christ for we're not worthy. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers, and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure, pardon me, to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible at 1st Kings chapter 4 verses 30 through 34 and Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country and all the wisdom of Egypt now that's some wisdom for you excuse me for he was wiser than all men than Ethan the Ezrahite and Heman and Chalkol and Dada, the sons of Mahol, and his fame was in all nations round about. And he spake three thousand proverbs, and his songs were a thousand and five. And he spake of trees from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that springeth out of the wall. He spake also of beasts, and of fowl, and of creeping things, and of fishes. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth which had heard of his wisdom. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Lord, have it to find a lodging place in our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits And have it to move us and motivate us to pray for wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and insight. And help us to apply your holy word to our lives in the way that you see fit. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Uh, This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. No doubt one of the greatest devotionals of all time. To me, far above the book, the devotional book, my utmost for his highest good book, but not like this one. It's not it doesn't touch this one in my opinion. This is the podcast my beloved. This is episode number five hundred and eighty. And uh, Dr. Spurgeon chose for our devotional verse today, He being dead yet speaketh, Psalm 36, 9 reads, For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. There's nothing like the Bible, my dear friends, nothing. There's no writing like the Bible. There are times in our spiritual experience, Spurgeon expounds devotionally, when human counsel or sympathy or religious ordinances fail to comfort or help us. Why does our gracious God permit this? Perhaps it is because we have been living too much without Him. And he therefore takes away everything upon which we have been in the habit of depending. Now Spurgeon is going a little deep, so pay attention because you need to get this. Because this will comfort you in the hour when you are going through this. That he may drive us to himself, and I believe this, I believe that God allows things in our lives, see, painful things, where you can't handle it or deal with it without going straight to God. No pastor can help you, no pastor's wife can help you, no counselor can help you. No bottle of liquor can help you. No drug can help you. Do you know there are sicknesses and pains that aspirin and anicin and uh, morphine can't touch? Man, (laughs) only God can touch it. Huh? Deep down in your soul. The pain of marginalizing God The pain of pushing God to the periphery. The pain of losing your way because you have gotten away from God. You think your social life is more important than spending time with God. Your newfound friends, most of them who are full of the devil, have caused you to drift away from God and you're about to drown and they're nowhere to be found and they can't save you because they've already drowned. Or you'll cry out then. Okay. If you're saved, you're going to cry out to God because you know nobody can help you like God. In fact, you'll cry out what I call a dry prayer. That you, you don't feel like it's getting anywhere, but it's getting somewhere. Okay, see, that God will allow you to do that. He'll have that to happen in your life. <laughs> it's not a juicy prayer. You know, when you're all into it and you feel it. And your emotions are involved and all of that. Now, mm, God will... God will allow you to and cause you to pray a dry prayer because you don't even feel God, you don't see God, none of that. For the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. I didn't agree with everything Casey Price said, but I did agree with that and nobody said it better than he said it. It is a blessed thing to live at the fountainhead. Glory be to God. While our skin bottles are full. Go ahead, Spurgeon. We are content like Hagar and Ishmael to go into the wilderness. Go ahead, Spurgeon. But when those are dry, nothing will serve us but Thou, God, seest me. Go ahead, Spurgeon. We are like the prodigal. We love the swine troughs. Uh-huh, the jam, jam, boogie lifestyle. The party-hard lifestyle. In the bed with everybody. Orgies and everything and forget our father's house huh? Down at the club Living for the weekend Remember we can make swine troughs and husks even out of the forms of religion Go ahead Spurgeon you're going kind of deep here today doctor they are blessed things, but we may put them in God's place, religion, church service, and you don't even know God, or you're far away from God. You're just going through the motions. Someone said it a long time ago, and I believe it for today. Most churches can go on without Jesus, and, and, may, and God forbid, without the Holy Ghost. They got their program they got their methods and they don't even need God and God is nowhere to be found on the premises they don't pray for God to be there. Why do they need God when they have Disneyland on the property? And then they are of no value Dr. Spurgeon says anything becomes an idol when it keeps us away from God anything, religion Church service. Some there's some preachers who say they love preaching. I don't believe they're called to preach. I've never, I, I, I wondered about these people. Oh, I just love preaching. You know these pastors who get together. I just love preaching. Uh, you don't. You're not called. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't. You, you you don't know the kind of hell a true preacher has to go through to get. To the point of preaching. (laughs) Number one. You don't know how many devils that a real preacher has to go through and deal with. On Saturday night. Wrestling with devils and demons all night long. Most true preachers. It's not that they don't. They can't sleep. The devil be messing with them all night long, all the way into the pulpit. Yeah, see. So I don't know what you're talking about. Now, I love having preached, having already done so, and seeing the results of it, what God has done. But see, you know, I, I didn't call myself. I ran away. I was cursed and swore that I would never be a preacher like my dad before I got saved. Cursed and swore. I hated the idea of it. The last thing on earth I wanted to be. Was a preacher. Like my dad. I hated my dad as a preacher. For no reason. man never did me anything wrong. Never. He never even whipped me. He should have. B times. Thousands of times. I would have turned out better. I know it. But he didn't. He was such a loving man. He didn't fully understand love though. He let my mother get away with evil, let me get away with evil, and my siblings as well. The truth is the two boys got women pregnant before marriage. The two girls got pregnant and even one had an abortion before marriage. That's just the reality. You know, my church-going family, and like most church-going people, religion they don't want anybody to know about their wickedness and their evil. But these things are not so to be in a bishop's family. Period. Doesn't matter. I didn't know all of that then. I know it now. And so the last thing on earth I wanted to be was a preacher. I ran from it for about three or four months. And I, I finally submitted to the Lord to preach while I in the shower, while I was in the Air Force. And I have not looked back, by the grace of God. Even the brazen serpent, Spurgeon continues, is to be despised. As Nihushan, whatever that is, this person is going deep on us today. If we worship it instead of God, the prodigal was never safer than when he was driven to his father's bosom, because he could find sustenance nowhere else. Our Lord favors us with a famine in the land, that it may make us seek after himself the more. You know what people are praying now that they were not praying before? Lord bless us with our daily bread. Raise your hand, you've been praying. (laughs) Oh yeah, Lord bless us with our daily bread because God can shut you down and God is lovingly, mercifully shutting America down and the world who have gone away from him Uh, oh yes Uh Uh slowly but surely lovingly and mercifully God is dismantling America while chastising and rebuking the church because we're at fault I don't care if you like it or not, my sweet evangelical theologians. All of the hellacious chaos in this country called America is rooted in the church. Stop lying. Stop acting like you're not guilty. We're all guilty. Period. 200 plus. Mass shooting since January, man, are you kidding me? Inflation that that you have noticed that make you walk through the store with your head counting up if you have enough money to buy what you got in that cart? Putting stuff back? Eye-popping, wow, wow, what? I saw something the other day. I said that used to be $7. Thank God for grand uh, thank God I'm getting ready to tell you too much. Thank God for Walmart hey <laughs> ah yeah for those of you who eat meat some chicken it's different it's not really meat it's chicken but go to Walmart get your bag full of chicken you can eat on for two or three days my daughter the Nicoqua, several times she took $20 and went into Walmart and and, and, and bought uh, three days of food I don't know how she did it I, 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 hope, I hope that's the case in your Walmart I know that that's the case in my Walmart. It, our Walmart has not changed it might be a few items, but their prices have not changed. they rolling back, rolling back, rolling back. I like it. Oh, but some of the other stores, man, they've gone up. Y'all, you all, people, with your sin, you hurt me. You hurt me. I told you not to do it, but you did it anyway. You didn't pay attention. Now you hurt, too. You're suffering, too. Some of you are trying to get gig jobs and jobs and so forth. You don't need to get a gig job that involves gas because $20 is going to buy you four gallons. That's it, Jack. You hear me? Have you ever heard of such a thing? Four gallons, $20? That's crazy. Anyway, the best position for a Christian is living wholly and directly on God's grace. Go ahead, virgin. Still abiding where he stood at first, having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Go his virgin. Let us never for a moment think that our standing is in our sanctification, our mortification, our graces, or our feelings. But know that because Christ offered a full atonement, glory be to God. Therefore we are saved by the grace of God, for we are complete in him. Having nothing of our own to trust in, but resting upon the merits of Jesus, his passion and holy. Life furnish us with the only sure ground of confidence. Beloved, when we are brought to a thirsting condition, mm-hmm, we are sure to turn to the fountain of life with eagerness. Amen. Somebody let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for your Holy Word, expounded upon by your expert preacher that you blessed with a a mother load of anointing and unction, reaching down to our day. and Nobody can quite put it like Mr. Spurgeon. He being dead, yet speaketh, we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor as he would have it to be. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Now, my beloved, we move to the family segment. Some of you hate it. Some of you women hate it. You hate me for bringing it up. Uh, and just because we have a demonic spirit of rebelliousness and witchcraft and stubbornness and uh, women who uh, want you to hear them roar, now it doesn't bother me. Even from family members, I'm very secure in my manhood. I'm not mad at you. Do what you want. I'm glad for your newfound freedom to do whatever you want. I'm just saying, I can't run with you. I can't go with you. And women hate it when I say that. You know why? Because they want all the men to run with them. On anything they want. And we can't... A true man of God can't do that. Because that's not going to work. It's going to... We know how it's going to end up. It's going to end up in a big old ball of mess... And we as men are gonna be sitting on the sideline, looking stupid and silly by letting you lead us into this big old ball of mess. That you come back to us, uh, saying silly things like, "I don't know how this happened." Well, we knew how it uh would end up. We. Tr- Some of us try to tell you, some don't, they dare not say anything. That's what they've been taught in the sweet evangelical, sweet charismatic, sweet Baptist church for years. Don't you get mad at me, that's a reality. Men have been taught for years, and look at the mess we're in today. Look at the mess we're in today. Because men following women in their foolishness, you, you, you know, one of the main reasons why there's homosexuality in the church because of pillar talk by the pastor's wife. Why not let them in? Let them in. Let them be members. You know, they got some money. It's just another sin. We got the other sins in our church, and it's okay. See, and the husband says, "Okay, all right then." And look at the message. And, and by the way according to Dr. Michael Brown, a Jewish scholar, and others, and the newspapers, the liberal Washington Post, New York Times, uh, the Washington Times, more conservative, all, all of the major publications are running articles about how the public school system is being used by the devil. And this, I don't know why you, uh, you don't see this. <clears throat> this is an intentional concerted effort. None dare call it conspiracy. To infiltrate the elementary schools, middle schools. And high schools with this demonic, satanic abomination of homosexuality. they they're they're they they're, they're, they're intentionally messing with your children. From state to state, they are without the parents' consent, changing the names of your children, giving your boys girls. Uh, girl names your girls boy names they are destroying the young female by letting boys who choose to say to choose to be a girl and run in the same track meets with them beating excuse me beating the snot out of them and you and you sitting by letting habit church but, but see you you now you you let them into the front door you did not stop them then men holding hands with men dressed up as women uh, uh dressed in drag and all of this now they're coming in through the back door and the side doors how Dr. Michael Brown wrote one of the most powerful articles on it and it brought me to tears. The parents children are coming into the church now from the elementary schools, middle schools, high schools as homosexuals and lesbians and transgender in the church. They got you. Checkmate I said checkmate. I said checkmate, pastor! That's your doing. You let that happen through your pillow talk. Letting your Jezebel wife lead you because she didn't have the discernment you had. You knew it was going to be a mess. But you followed her right on into this hellacious mess. You got them coming through the front door, holding hands, dressed in drag, and now the children are coming in. Girls' breasts cut off and choked up like they don't have a breast. Slowly but surely castrating your boys. At the school, they're changing the name of your child and making them come home to you and tell them you will call me by this name. You talking about a you talking about a demon possessed situation, and you will call me by these pronouns. They come from the school with their pronouns on their shirt and the name. His name was Glenn before. Now his name is Glenda. The devil is alive. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Yes. They got you, and you pastors let this happen. Talking about. Inclusion? No, 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 Uh, not in the the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. They can come and hear the gospel. They cannot be members. You cannot offer that to them because once you offer them membership, they have all of the rights and privileges. And if you don't let them participate the way they want to participate, working in your nursery as uh, with uh, uh, drag queen clothes on. A man looking like a monster scaring the daylights out of the little children back in the nursery with your children, and you can't stop it. Or in your sports program, you can't stop it. The girl said, He's a boy at your church, and you can't stop it unless you get sued, and they sue the pants off of you, and they will do it. That's how they get rich. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 through 24. Things are out of order. When they get out of God's order, you're you're going to have problems. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. I know you don't like to hear me say it, but sometimes, wives, you need to shut up and let your husband tell you how it's going to be. If you have, if you have not beaten the man, poor man down to the ground. He doesn't know up from down. Clobbering him on the head, trying to boss him. Got a demon spirit of control over him. You know one of the reasons why I'm the way I am? Because I saw that with my mom and dad. You know how my mom controlled my dad? I'll take these children and run. That's how she did it. And so Danny B., Daniel White III, that's me, said no, no to the no, no, no. That won't be happening with me at all. God made it clear to me that's not the way to go. And I'm that. I, 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 unfortunately and fortunately, I uh, have been involved with several women, and ha- I have had babies with several women. I've never let a woman control me by the baby or by the child, never, uh-uh. including my wife. She tried it, and I told her, well, if you do that, there's not going to be a battle for custody. I love my children and and listen to me. I know it's not right according to you what you think. I I loved and love my children more than I loved her because she was not a good woman, a good wife, and a good mother to my children. I know you don't like it. I know that's not the sweet evangelical thing to say, uh, the sweet charismatic thing to say. But when it gets down to that right now, uh, that's the reality, and that was the truth. Oh, I have love for her, but now if you want to play games, then I have more love for my children. And here, and this is what shocked her, and that's what, this is one of the reasons why she's still here, even to this day. After over 34 years, going on 35 years this year, I believe. And as I said, there's not going to be a custody battle if you try to do that. You can go ahead on and keep the children. I already had talked with my children. I said, "You can go ahead on and keep the children, because I'm not going to participate in breaking the children's hearts every other week or every other day. I'm not going to be a part of that. That's the that's what you call the wisdom of Solomon. Okay, that's how you do. Some of you men never thought about that. Oh man, I'm going to try to. I'm going to fight for custody for my That's exactly what she wants you to do. Don't do that. You're a man." Okay, uh, you're the head of the household. You invited her into your household. She didn't invite you into hers. These are your children. Technically, these are your children. And, we're, and, and I'm telling husbands, if she wants to run away and try to use the children again, she let her go. Talk to the children, let them know what you're doing. Tell them to pray and let them know you're praying for them, but uh, but you're not going to participate in this murder of your children, your children's hearts. Send them over here every other weekend, or every two weeks, and all that foolishness. We're not doing that. I'm not going to do that to these children. I'm not going to participate in that with you. And she got her act together, and uh, she understood that These children need their father. These seven children need their father. And she has not tried that foolishness again. She can't now, because all my children are grown raised by me. Uh, These children, and I've already told my wife this many times, and my children already know it too. They didn't have a mother. They call me the father and the mother spontaneously. I know some of you women don't like it. Now, if you're a good woman, wife, and mother, you nod your head with me. If you're a bad wife and mother, uh, uh, and a uh, uh, bad woman, then you hate this because it is exposing you to your husband and to your children who are listening. And you don't want them to hear that. However, if you're watching with your other wicked, evil uh, women, girlfriends, wives, and mothers who are down with you, y'all saying, yeah, he's right, but you know, I still can't stand him. I can't stand him. I'm, I'm gonna participate in trying to get his wife to leave him. I want his wife to leave him. Like I would if he said that about me. My wife is right here helping in the ministry. Because she learned the hard way uh, by God's power not to play with me because I don't play like that. I, I don't know women I am not beholden to any woman like that. My mother, my wife, my powerful and strong willed daughters, I'm not controlled by anybody. I'm not manipulated by anybody because I saw my dad did that, done that way by my mother and the Bible teaches against it. And I stick with the Bible. It doesn't matter to me whether you like it or not. I am not compromising with you over your foolishness and I'm not going on your odyssey to find yourself. Already found myself in Jesus. And I'm gonna I'm going to stick with the Bible, and I suggest you do the same. However, if you want to go on your Odyssey, your journey, you go right ahead. I can't go with you. Like so many men are trying to support your Odyssey and, and you go in and, and, and the Southern Baptists, better they better not allow themselves to fall off into that more than what they have. The woman is always right. The, the wife is always right. I am women, hear me raw. I don't, uh, listen, there's some stupid men who've done stupid things. Let them suffer the consequences, but the whole church does not need to suffer that. Come to find out today that the organization that nailed the Southern Baptist Convention are pro-homosexual. So as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's tainted. They're supporting Homosexual Pride Month, LGBT Pride Month. Starts with a G. What is it? What's the name of that group? Guidepost. Guidepost. Is that the name of it? Guidepost organization. And here they are saluting homosexuality. If they have a bunch of homosexuals working in Guidepost, then that is a tainted report, as far as I'm concerned. Verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. I know my daughter Daniqua is watching. Hi Daniqua. Thank you for the great job you did. Down through the years. May God bless you. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, as I said yesterday and the day before, let me say it again. Only true, saved, born-again women will do this. And they will not have a problem with it. And do it with great ease because they love Jesus. And they love the Word of God. Just like a truly saved husband will love his wife regardless. But you must be born again. Read the article by the great prophetess Anne Graham Lotz when you get a chance, titled "When the Run- When the Love Runs Out." That's she, her article, her message, is a, is a prime example of what a saved person does. They turn water into wine, like Jesus did. The love ran out about ten years into their marriage. She did not. Love Daniel her husband like she used to but because she's saved and born again she stayed married to him for almost 50 years until he died in the backyard pool see saved people are going to do what God says because they love Jesus because Jesus Christ said if you love me keep my commandments and if you have a problem with this Guess what? You're not saved. You're not born again. There's no, it's, it's no struggle. And it doesn't mean uh, that you have to like it. But you do have to do it. If you want to be blessed of the Lord and if you're motivated by the Lord from the inside out. Okay? I don't love my wife because of some external thing. It's Jesus in me. I know you don't like it. That may not sound romantic to you or whatever you're thinking about. But Jesus, on the inside, makes me love my wife with God's agape, unconditional love. It may not be Romeo and Juliet. Some of you people who caught up with that. I had a girlfriend one time and uh, she was so caught up in romance she she opened a romance store she just loved romance so much and I was the wrong one because I'm not romantic it's a utilitarian situation Uh, and I, I do have some preacher friends who are romantic like that with their wives and that's good I'm happy for them that's not I don't have a romantic bone in my body and I have found that there have been there are many women out there who like that kind of man too. I don't know why, but they do. This same woman told me she wanted to marry me because she knew that I would not let her have her way. She said that out of the blue. And she was right. I, I don't roll like that. But I, I still can love you but it's the, it's the God kind of love, agape love unconditional love and that's the kind of love that God is talking about in the Bible by the way in this passage which I think we'll be dealing with tomorrow if the Lord terrors is coming I know some of you women say yay yippee now dear friends let's pray for others Let's pray for other families saved and lost, that they would get saved or get revived and obey the scriptures regarding marriage and family. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the salvation of the lost families, for the revival of the saved families, and that they would apply your holy word to their lives. We pray also for the salvation uh, of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in the world around the world and lord we pray for all people who name the name of christ please have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us lord of our sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission and help us to repent and then lord i pray that you'll help us today who for those of us who are truly saved to humble ourselves and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and to get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray that your Holy Ghost would not give rest to people who are religious but lost and to the irreligious as well. And Holy Father God, we pray now uh, for all government ministers from the president all around the world we pray for the peace of Jerusalem we pray for the salvation of the lost in the government ministry revive those who are saved and Lord we pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who uh, have that problem so that we may And that you will lead them, that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives. And Holy Father God, bless and protect the persecuted around the world. Grant them your grace for their trying hours and for their dying hours. And Holy Father God, we pray now for the millions who are hurting because of the coronavirus plague and other plagues. Uh, People are being told now to wear a mask because the monkeypox is in the air. God, have mercy and grace upon us all and forgive us of our sins. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray for the millions of people who are suffering because of the pain of lost loved ones uh, to the coronavirus plague. And Lord, we pray that you would comfort them as only you can, draw them to yourself for salvation, and we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Connecticut resident Frank Lapina, Sr. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Egon Chester, Jr. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Dennis Altieri. We pray for the family and friends of Pennsylvania resident, Lisa Colonna. We pray for the family and friends of California resident, Primetta Giacopini. We commit these souls into your hands as well as ours. And Lord, we pray for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years in the thousands. We thank you, Lord, for each and every one of them. Thank you for the privilege to pray for each and every one of them and their specific needs. Thank you for the grace and strength to do that, and thank you also for hearing and answering thousands of prayers. And we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them. And we pray, Lord, for Ameris new prayer requests for Jason, Michelle, and their families to get saved, restore their relationships with Tekla and Amaris, and help them to follow your direction. We pray, Lord, for Frank, help him stay focused on you and stay in the Word. We pray for Naim, please bless him with Bibles for 1,000 people to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, over 1,000 people. And Lord, we pray for the people who have trusted you as Savior through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry here at Gospel Light House of Prayer and Gospel Light Society. We pray, Lord, for C. M. Pajah, Dennis, in Kampala, Uganda. We pray for Eric. We pray for Thomas. We pray for Keith. We pray for Carrie. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Through the preaching of the whole council of God. We pray for Shia Gauzim, Michaelina, Helen, Virgie, Angelic. We pray for them, help them to stand strong in the faith. Uh, and to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. Now dear friends, if you're with us today and you're not saved. And you want to be saved. You need to understand first of all that you are a sinner as I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church, is a sinner. We have sinned against God by lying, by stealing, by lusting and coveting after people and things, uh, dishonoring our parents, disobeying our parents, not having the right attitude towards our parents, and uh, dishonoring God by taking His Holy Name in vain, cursing with God's name, uh, adultery, fornication, homosexuality. Uh, People have broken God's law. You have broken God's law. We're all sinners. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that we are all sinners from the Pope on down. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Holy Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins. We don't die because of cancer. We die because of sin. We don't die because of the coronavirus. We die because of our sin. And God will allow you to die because of your sins. And if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins, God will allow you also to burn in hell forever. Because somebody has to pay for sin. Either you're going to pay for it, or you're going to accept what Jesus Christ did on the cross to pay for it. He suffered, He bled, and He died on the cross. For your sins. He paid your sin debt. He was buried and rose on the third day. And all you have to do is believe in Him to be saved from hell so understand, thirdly, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Mark nine forty-three uh, through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Hell is a real place because Jesus Christ said so. Jesus cannot lie, and God cannot lie. And so if you understand that you're going to die, as the Bible says, it is appointed unto men once to die. Now, that's a judgment too. Don't believe the lie that death is a uh, part of life. It is not a part of life. It is the end of life. These little cute quotes and cute sayings about death are not true. There's nothing cute about death. Death is a punishment itself that leads you to hell if you don't trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Believe in Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, and follow him. Where there worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, and if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. where well, the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee or cause you to sin, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God, having one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. So dear friend, may I lovingly encourage you to get saved from the power of sin and from the punishment of sin in that awful place called hell, where the fire is never quenched. Now hell is bad news, hell is mad news, hell is sad news, and hell Uh, is an awful place. But I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Simply believe. And the Lord Jesus Christ who paid your sin debt. That's all you have to do. You do not have to join a church to get saved. You do not have to get baptized to get saved. The thief on the cross did not get off the cross to get baptized or to join a church. Yet he went to paradise with Jesus that same day. Just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God for you, so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today, and he will save you. Romans 10:9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved that word whosoever means anybody at any time no matter what you have done or who you did it with or where you did it if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ all of your sins will be forgiven and washed away in the blood of Christ so believe in him today call on his name pray with us today the sinner's prayer and mean it from your heart so that you can be saved today. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I know that I am a sinner and that I have sinned against you grievously. And I have done it repeatedly, down through the years, as you know. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. I know that I deserve to go to hell. And that I do not deserve to go to heaven. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive me of all of my sins. And save my soul from the hell that I deserve. To the heaven that I do not deserve. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John ten nine, I am the door by me of any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you grow in the faith. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer. Let us all stand for our closing prayer. Make sure that you pray without ceasing throughout this day. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord, and he will keep you in perfect peace. And one of the best ways to keep your heart and mind on the Lord is to pray. God will help you. You must choose to. And if the Lord Terrace is coming and we live, don't hold me to it. I may be back tonight to preach once again. It's been a very busy day for us, so uh, don't hold me to it. But if uh, I do, you'll be notified. Let's all stand for prayer. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and thank you for what you have done here today. Thank you for this time together, even after a very busy morning. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for what you have done. Continue to speak to our hearts and help us to obey your holy word. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.